0: Yeah, we got a yeah, thing to do, and, to think. and I'm going to have dry heaves just like imagining well. the little hints. If you're just tuning in, and you would be, because this is the very beginning and I just hit record. I lost the bet. I lost the Oscar bet, as I do Again. every single Again. year. And for, you know, I don't, how do we get on this kick of, of uh, it has to be a food thing.
1: I don't know how that started. I think it that was happened. you because
0: you've done all four years. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. I guess it was. I mean, well, you know, because I, I have respect for you. That's why it's food. Mm. You know, I'm not going to have you go on TV. She's going to be paying up uh, losing the Oscar bet again on WCIA here in a few minutes. I'm not going to have you go on TV dressed, you know, in a, in a goofy outfit or, or, or you know, play a physical, practical joke on you. I have a lot of respect for you. I'm not going to do that. So I just figured food would be the easiest thing. Okay. And again, I'm trying to expand your palate. Okay. If you would have a more open mind, I think that you would actually—and I—I swear—to to this year's, you'll be ordering it sometime. Okay, so
0: to expand a palate, do you know what a palatal expander is? It's painful. This is coming from the dental background I was say, that I do. I think I do. you're
1: looking at it from the <laughs> wrong way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, because you've given me little clues, like we are going to request the link for cow from IFC.
1: Maybe it's a, maybe it's
0: a, a sirloin steak. Well, all I could picture is like maybe it's like gizzards, or I guess they don't have gizzards, That's do they? A chicken. That would be a chicken. <laughs> I guess maybe a kidneys or a liver. See, I could give or... you anything,
1: and you wouldn't even know. You don't even know what goes with what. No, I don't even know what goes with what animal. <laughs>
0: not not a huge carnivore I have to say I'm much much more of a vegetarian but you
1: get your cravings I mean I've seen you Mm -hmm. you know tear through a cheeseburger like you know you're a starving man that just crossed the desert for 10 days (laughs) and then you call me 90 minutes later
0: oh (laughs) so much pain
1: Yes. Yeah, because yeah, you're not used to it. But yeah, you get your cravings.
0: I do. I do. And there's nothing like a good steak at, at Prime Steakhouse in Park City, Utah, which is where my husband's going to be eating tonight.
1: Or at Hamilton Walkers in Champaign, Illinois. Oh, I know.
0: You know, I'm looking for takeout. And I always like doing takeout because I live 90 miles from here. And you guys have good restaurants down here. Mm-hmm. Much, much better than mine. And I went past Hamilton Walkers on the way down and thought I would pop in there and grab an order to go because they do that too. Well, and
1: maybe next week... Because I got you more than enough, you know the thing that you'll be eating for dinner. I mean, there's more than enough there for dinner.
0: All right. So I'll keep that in mind. Because I'm thinking of
1: you. I'm thinking you
0: always are, Chuck. I always do. You always are. And and speaking of always thinking about things, let's let's think a little bit more in depth about what happened and what has transpired with the is they're now calling it the slap heard around the world. Isn't that mm. like a baseball thing?
1: Uh, that No, there was a hit, yeah. her, her, you know, home run heard around the world, Bobby yeah. Thompson. Okay. Uh, that, uh, really, uh, the slap heard around the world was actually in reference to Sidney Poitier in The Heat of the Night when his character oh. slaps a white man okay. uh, on screen in 1967. That was the first reference to it. And now they have, you know, and of course, again, ironically, Poitier was in, included in the In Memoriam. Uh, section which was awful uh, of the Oscars. Uh, there are a lot of connections here, a lot to, a lot to unpack, and a lot still to unpack. That even after we're done talking, there's going to be other things developing.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I'm sure it's going to take place over the next three weeks, which is I guess how long the uh, Oscar. disciplinary board takes to make a decision on something and they've had other disciplinary actions taken for other people in the past so it'll be interesting to see where this turns um, which corner it turns and how this turns out I think in my mind they're probably going to take away his membership is my guess right
1: right. Um, and which is no big deal really I mean so what you're not a member of the you know
0: it takes a lot to get in
1: I guess it does but I'm sure with his high profile eventually he'll able to reapply in 5 years or whatever and get back in. Yeah. i mean it's uh, it's not going to hurt his livelihood in any way
0: right well i'm yeah i'm sure his bank account is just fine you know let's look at mel gibson and we we do seem to have a very short memory when it comes to transgressions
1: yeah and you know harvey weinstein
0: yeah well he's
1: you know no 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 one's ever had their oscar taken away. Right. You know, so that's not going to happen. Well, and I don't think that
0: should. I mean, if you earn that, that's what you've earned. Right.
1: Right. And, you know, some people were talking about it. And I'm like, well, if you compare what he did to Gibson or Weinstein or a few others,
0: you know,
1: if you didn't do it to them, you're not going to do it to him. Right. And you're right. I I think that would be incredibly petty uh, and, and not fair.
0: Um, we talked briefly on the phone today about, uh, Chris Rock and how he reacted to this entire <laughs> situation. Um, share with me some of the stuff that, that we talked about as far as your thoughts about Chris Rock. Well,
1: you know, I, and I, I, just such, I don't know if I want to use the word poise, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he obviously was stunned. He was shocked. I mean, I know you have looked at that clip, you know, many times as I have and, uh, you know, obviously, back on his heels, but was able to compose himself to to do what he was supposed to do out there, which was to present this award. Um, yeah, and, and you were talking about I know his comedy tour opened last night, right? And you know, and I said to you, you know, Smith just has handed him a a, a bit that he'll expand on for years, right, on his on, in his act. And and you said he alluded to it last he, night. He
0: did. I uh, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I am no Chris Rock. I am no comedian. He opened by saying, so, how was your weekend? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And he told people that if you came here to hear what I have to say about Will Smith and what happened, you you came to the wrong place because I worked really hard on putting together this act for this show, Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm gonna do, but trust me, good stuff's coming.
1: I was looking at uh, his list of dates on the tour and where he's going, and he has two dates in Philadelphia.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Will Smith's hometown. Uh, so I'm wondering what the reaction is going to be there or if he will say more once he gets there. But he's on the road for about four months.
0: He's, he's going to have to, I don't know, maybe hire Dwayne the Rock Johnson as his bodyguard to, to help him out when he's in Philly. Oh, man. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, that's really going to be a tough thing.
1: That'll I, th- be a tough I think room. I
0: might cancel that one.
1: That would be a tough room. Well, I, I, you, I'm sure the thoughts cross their mind, but they won't. Because, you know, I think that he has handled this as well as he possibly could. Obviously, he's not pressing charges. Right. He really couldn't. I mean, then he, he would look bad. He would look, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know what word to use, but uh, petty.
0: I, it's not petty, though. I mean, that, that's assault. <laughs> you know? he He was assaulted. It is
1: assault, but the stage on which it is on.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, you know, we've never been here before. And, and I can't imagine. I'm sure that he had people advising him not to. Uh, I think in not pressing charges, it's one step towards putting this to rest. So it's a so it's a long way before being yeah. completely put to rest.
0: Well, I think he, he took the high road from the moment he got hit. Yeah. And he's continuing to take the high road. I don't agree with the joke that he made. I don't think you should ever make fun of how a woman looks. I think that's petty. I agree. And I think the, a cheap me- shot. the media would have skewered him. If he would've just, if if Will Smith would've just let it lie, then Chris Rock would've been skewered by the media for being so mm-hmm. superficial and cruel. Mm-hmm. And then that would've been the natural consequence for Chris Rock, but instead, Chris Rock is coming out as a stand-up guy, no pun intended and pun intended, because mm-hmm. he had some pretty amazing balance there, to take a hit, even though it was an open-handed slap, from somebody
1: who played Muhammad Ali. Well, and, you know, I think I told you when I met Smith a couple weeks ago, I was shocked at how tall he oh, was. I, know. I didn't realize he was like 6'2", and yeah. I think Rock's about 5'10". So if, I mean, In heels. In, yeah. So, I mean, there is, you know, <laughs> you're right. And he's For him to take that, even though it's a slap, I mean, and was something. You know, but we have to look at the other side of this. There's no justification no. for what Smith did. No, but, zero. But, but, you know, his autobiography came out a couple months ago. And in it, he recounts how he's felt like a coward all of his life because he witnessed his father abuse his mother and was unable to protect her. Uh, he also talks about taking care of his father later in his life. He was eventually uh, in a wheelchair and admits to thinking of killing him by rolling him down some stairs. And, but, so again, I'm not excusing it, but in an attempt to try and understand where his mindset must have been on the, at that given moment. And then, of course, there's this whole aspect of, no one's talking about Jada. And is there any manipulation going on there? because of all of this stuff that's come out about her and these Red Table things that she does online. And she had, you don't know about this? No, what's the Red Table? Red Table. Red Table is like a uh, podcast that she does. Okay. Uh, And uh, there's a Red Tablecloth on the table. And, you know, it's like an airing of grievances, like on Seinfeld. And family will come around or things, you know, and they'll talk things out. And on one episode a couple months ago, she had Will on, And admitted to him that she had cheated on
0: him. Oh, my goodness.
1: And the rumor is it was with one of his son's friends.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So you've got this guy who's been publicly... You know, he's a cuckold now Mm -hmm. in public. What does that do to how you see yourself in the marriage? Worried about how other people see you Mm -hmm. in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Was this an attempt to show her that, you know, I am the guy that you... Sh- you know, I am the man that that, that uh, you think I should be. There's just, Again, I'm not excusing what he did, no. but there are a lot of things going on it, not, inside that man.
0: It sounds like he needs a lot of therapy because if he thinks that being a man is hitting somebody... I mean, if my husband did that because somebody said something shitty about me, I would be so pissed at my
1: husband for doing that. Well, okay, and then do we have to look at it as far as... A cultural response.
0: I don't think either of us can speak to that.
1: We can't, but I have seen that mentioned uh, in various other op-eds. And you, you know, your your buddy there, Tiffany Haddish, her response oh. was that she thought it was a beautiful moment seeing someone stick up for his wife.
0: Well, it wasn't just stick up for his wife. as a black man, stick up for a, a black, black woman. woman or, right. And I, I don't understand why that should make a difference. Right. And, but I'm a white woman, so maybe I just right. don't get it. But I don't think violence is the key for anything. And we look at violence in our our world today and we're trying to live a little bit more peacefully. And I know well. every everyone is still on edge. The the pandemic put us all in a in a negative space and has for the what? last 2 years. And I get that we're not the same as we were before. And even though it's a half a world away, What's going on in the Ukraine? Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, yeah, that that's that that casts a pall as well. But that's that's when we have to strive to use our intellect over our emotion, and and I want you to think about this too. And I don't know if we've talked about this before. Um, it took him, I'm going to guess between five and ten seconds to get up and walk up on stage. That's five to ten seconds should be enough for you to rethink to take a breath and say, what am I doing?
1: I've mentioned this to someone. Did you notice how the stage was configured this year? There were tables that were right there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. OK?
1: That, that configuration, as you're pointing out, it took him maybe a few seconds to get there. In years past, it would have been get up, walk some steps, climb some steps, right. walk across a huge stage. Would that have been more time? for him to rethink this. Maybe. When he was doing that, would people maybe have... Right. And say, oh, it's kind of a and diffuse the situation. Right. I mean, the, the close proximity of that, I don't think that was enough time for him to become rational. You know how you get when you get mad. Right. I mean, you're, you're not seeing straight. Uh, and, and again, I can't help but go back to the whole thing that, you know, because he's initially laughing, and then he sees his wife's response, and something happens in that brief moment that you're right. talking about right and he feels he needs
0: to stick up for his wife
1: right which goes but back to the other things he, i mentioned yeah.
0: i mean i don't know I don't know. And, and to see some of the people's responses, including their son, Jaden, in his response on Twitter was something like, and I'm probably paraphrasing here, that's the way we do it. Yes. All capital,
1: I don't know why people do that. That's the way we do I it. I thought it was, this is the way we do it. Okay, but, whatever, anyway, this, that. But, but he didn't use any context. And some people are saying, was that a reference to what his father did or was that a reference to winning the Oscar?
0: Uh, Timing-wise would indicate that it would be the other.
1: Okay. I didn't know when it, when this was, was I think, done.
0: I think he got the Oscar. It was like at least 30 minutes after mm. this went down.
1: Well, and then the other thing that's come out since yesterday that, you know, casts another pall on this was that, you know, the, the Academy revealed that they asked him to leave. Right. And he refused to. And that, that puts a whole another shine on this thing.
0: It does, doesn't it? I mean, Imagine being in the Academy's shoes and having something like this happen and you're the guy or woman who has to make the decision of what to do. So you go up to Will Smith and say, You gotta leave and he says, No, what do you do?
1: You have to you have to just do what they did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's already been enough of a disruption. You're on a live show. You can't allow you can't pour gasoline on the fire by confronting him and saying, No, you've gotta go. I I I mean, I don't see what else they could have done. Right.
0: I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. I, I'm just glad that I wasn't in their shoes in that point. We, we've always said, you know, l- you know, let us know if you want us to run the show. I'm, I am reneging on that. I do not want that to happen. I do not want to oh, run no. the we'd show. We the show,
1: and I'm telling you, we'd go back to that stage being up and away. <laughs> Plexiglass. And all that stuff, you know. You know and, and kudos to Amy Schumer and all three of the hosts. Yeah. I was dreading that. And they all did a great job. I laughed at all of them, and kudos to her for mentioning it as she came out. Yeah, something happened. The you know, yeah. the, tone, you know the, the tone of the room is different. I mean, yep. good for you.
0: That was very good. <laughs> good and, and I wonder who whomever they have host it next year. I'm already playing out the shtick mm-hmm. that they'll they'll start in the very beginning as to what they'll do uh, because they're going to have to make light of it. Because you got to address it. It's the elephant in the room, so you might as well have fun with it.
1: Well, and the tradition is is that the winners from this year come <laughs> back next year to, I... you know, uh, award the, you know, he would, Smith would be up to award the best actress next year.
0: Well, and I'm going to guess they're going to take that away, too. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Phew. Sure. I know. We
1: will... Come back to this as more things develop because yeah, this is this is far from done.
0: No, it isn't. So besides the Oscar snafu, uh, what else do we have going on this week, Chuckster?
1: we uh, we got a really good movie that you didn't understand and didn't like, uh, <laughs> called The Contractor with Chris. Pine. It's uh, premiering in some theaters. Uh, most of us will see it on Paramount Plus, though. I noticed it's not opening locally in the theaters. I thought it would, but it is in Chicago oh, theaters. So it's it the It's
0: opening up by me in okay. Kankakee. Hey. Oh, well, great. Good, yep. deal. Good yep. for you. I wrote you. the review for the paper, too. Good deal.
1: I did, too. <laughs> uh, Chris Pine plays a guy who, um, he's a soldier, former Special uh, Forces Op. He's been drummed out of the Corps because he failed a drug test. He has a nagging injury, taking painkillers so he got caught uh pills are piling up his sense of self-worth is plummeting uh he does something he shouldn't do and he has a friend played by ben foster who's good in everything he does
0: isn't he
1: though he is uh he a former vet as well hooks him up with this guy named jennings played by kiefer sutherland jennings runs a uh, a special security uh, operation he does things that the government wants done under the table He refers to what they do as scalpel work, fine work, going in, doing things that no one should know about, and getting out. And uh, our buddy Pine signs up because he needs the money, and they send him over to Berlin to take out a scientist who may have connections with al-Qaeda, and it looks as though he is developing a biochemical weapon. Uh, All of this sounds like standard action stuff, and it is. But the thing I liked about the film most was that it really delves into how lost these men are and how our government so many times just cuts them loose. Uh, These men who are highly trained, who have been brainwashed. I mean, let's just face it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And then they're expected to just pick up the strands and live a common suburban life. Uh, and how that is so difficult. I can't imagine it. And how being so lost, he, he, these guys feel as so though they have no options. The key moment in the film is when uh, everything goes sideways, of course, on this mission, and the Pine character is on the run, and there's some guys after him. They catch up to him, and Pine realizes that they, too, are American veterans. They're just working for the other side. So you have the, the, this, this confrontation between people who have so much in common, yet find themselves at odds, because they are so lost. Uh, That's what I walked away from the film with.
0: You know, I I walked away with that too. I really felt like this had the good structure, the good bones of, of a good movie with great messages because I got that out of it as well. I just felt like, what was the movie that you reviewed recently? And it was just like every 15 minutes there was the need
1: to put in another oh, fight Jesus. scene. Oh, uh, Jesus. The Adam Project.
0: Okay, that was, the, yes. Um, It wasn't quite that much, but there was just, that took me out of the moment when they had all these explosions and machine gun fighting Nelson. He's like Jason Bourne or Jack Ryan and oh. he's dodging bullets and he's swimming through sewers better than a sewer rat in New York City. He, he's
1: highly trained. This oh, is what just... This is what they do. And if that wasn't happening, then what's the point? The character is not, you know, in jeopardy. He's not risking anything. Uh, there's not the, p- the possibility he's not going to get back to his family. I mean, that, I, that I has think to that take it, place. I think it
0: could have taken place in something that's a little less, ooh, look at what I can do for special effects and, ex- and explosions. Oh. It was it, To me, it was, no pun intended, overkill. I got the message you got from it. I just felt like it, it went too much on the predictable repetitive line that all these other action flicks go on. We disagree, Chuck. It's okay. Power. Power. Are you going to hit me Power. or am I going to hit you?
1: I'm going <laughs> to try to walk away.
0: That is the right thing. We can use our words and I understand your point of view. Um, I'm going to ask you a personal question about this movie. Can I do that? Sure. Um, with having your son serve, does this give you a different feeling and viewpoint when you watch these movies? Uh, oh, completely. Yeah.
1: Completely. Uh, you know that I have a uh, collection of autographed posters and I have one of three kings that I was going to put up And My wife pointed out that that should not hang in the house anymore or at least for a while and, and she was right about that. And yeah, completely. Uh, maybe that's why the whole notion of this guy being lost, maybe I'm focusing on that too much and maybe it hit me harder than it did you, right. and, and why I, I'm, a, I'm, you know, maybe recommending the film, and, and you're not. Because that, that was the thing that kept, you know, and also the fact that the decisions you make, you don't realize the impact of them, because yeah. he finds out that this mi- mission, this guy, that they're at, it's not everything they thought, and maybe they really screwed up. Uh, so, I don't know, I, again, I think it's also catching me in my anti-government mood as well. Okay. You know, just don't believe a damn thing any of them say. Right. Don't trust him at all. And I was like, yep, this is it.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. That's, that's, thank you for, for clarifying No problem. Thank you for asking. It. You bet, you bet. Um, the other movie that's coming out in theaters is You Won't Be Alone. Is that the right name of yes. it? And um, this, was, this was a weird film, I got to tell you. But yeah. I liked it. I really liked it.
1: And to your credit, I mean, I didn't like it initially. And you talked me down a little bit, and then I got to thinking about it again. And I want to see it again.
0: I wouldn't mind watching it again either. Um, I wish that, you know, I watched it through Sundance at home. Right, I, I couldn't mirror things, so Admittedly, I watched it on my very huge Apple screen, <laughs> but not big enough. I would like to see it. This is a very visual film. There's yes. not a lot of dialogue going on. It's about... Um, I think it's in Macedonia, right. in a village. And I can't like the 19th really p- century. is it early that's 19th the, century? That's what the
1: press notes say. Okay, yeah.
0: okay. Um, time doesn't really matter, but it does seem to be a very backward village, very removed from anyone and anything. And um, this witch comes to visit this woman who's got a baby. And in order to save the baby, she promises, let me have my baby for 16 years. And then you can have her, but let me at least have her for these 16 years. And the witch somehow agrees to this this promise. And so then the mom takes the baby and runs and, and raises her in a cave. And she really doesn't speak. She's, you know, filthy. Her cognitive skills are, are No very, social skills. <laughs> no social skills whatsoever. No. I mean, and just even her cognitive skills are yep. at an infancy level. Um, so, you know, year number 16 comes along, and, and this witch can take any form that she wants to, and she ends up taking the mother's form, mom's dead now, and then goes in and takes the baby, or not the baby anymore, she's 16 years 16, old, yeah. takes her, walks her out, and she thinks it's her mother, and lo and behold, it's not, it's the witch, and then through a little scratch, this this little girl, this young girl now becomes a witch too. Um, but there's an innocence about her and uh, this this infantile mind of hers, she's learning for the first time what grass is, what a mountain yeah, is, yeah. what what a tree is, how to how to be a person and she actually becomes different animals and different people as she is yes. tossed to the wayside by the witch because the witch thinks she's useless, she right. is garbage. Yes, she
1: has that ability now to take over the body of other living beings.
0: And she learns what it's like to be to be human and to be with others and to be social and there's this animosity i really like this animosity between the witch and the girl because the witch comes back into this little girl's uh, life periodically yeah and there's a jealousy there because this young girl young woman has the ability to be happy and that's something that the witch was never
1: able to do. Yeah, it's, it, it ends up being very poignant. It
0: is. And, it, and like I said, there's not much dialogue. It's I think it's a foreign flick. Well, <laughs> there's not much, much. not much dialogue going on, so it doesn't really matter. It's very visual, and it's very poetic. And it is beautifully filmed, and it captures all the emotion possible. Well,
1: you know, and I know Focus Features is pitching this as a horror film, and the term now is elevated horror, oh. like uh, The Witch, uh, like Midsummer. And it's not a horror film. It's a film that has horrific moments. It's gruesome. You know, this whole transition into other bodies, she actually has to take the organs out and take this out and actually consumes. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, those are horrific moments, but I, I don't I don't think this is a horror film per se. And I, I'm fearful, and I know you expressed this as well, people going in expecting one thing, they're going to come out and badmouth this and say, <laughs> that sucked, right. it was boring, you know, and they're going to just sink this thing at the box office. And I, I just hope that there are people who wouldn't normally take a flyer on a horror film will will give this a shot and it yeah. finds an audience somehow.
0: I, I really, I, I loved it. It is not for everybody, though. No, re, re, but, but did you write a review?
1: chance. Did you write a review yes, on this I one? Did. You okay, yeah, so yeah, it's on our website.
0: Okay, so take a look at Real Talk with Chuck and Pam mm-hmm. to make sure that that's going to suit you because we don't want you to waste your time or money if this is no. not your cup of tea.
1: No, no, but uh, yeah, if you're smart <laughs> <laughs> and a little patient... You'll enjoy
0: the movie. Yeah, I was surprised. I really was.
1: Yeah, yeah, good film.
0: Um, and then there, you, you've
1: been watching a TV shows.
0: I have. You know, I, I love how the the lines between TV series and and movies are really kind of blurring. And really, what's the difference? Movies are shorter. <laughs> yep. Um, and did you see the documentary called Julia by uh, Julie no. Cohen and Betsy West? No. no? You're not a, you're not a big fan of uh, Julia Child, are you? No,
1: I just thought that I'm not a big fan. It's just you know I saw what was that film with Amy Adams and Meryl Streep, Amy uh, Julia and oh, Julia.
0: Julia and Julia, yeah. Yeah, I
1: watched that. I'm okay.
0: good. Okay, no, you know what? That one I completely I completely forgot about that one. That one is is not memorable to me. The documentary is really really a lot of fun to watch. They also did the RBG documentary, which sure. was wonderfully was, done. Yeah, very so. Well done. Um, so anyway Julia stars uh, Sarah Lancashire. she's a British actress and she stars as Julia Child and this takes place during uh, the late nineteen or the mid 1960s maybe 62 okay. 63 when uh, Julia Child is in her 50s and she decides that she wants to approach WGBH and um, present a cooking show. this has never been done before and um, she decides to go ahead and, and try and do that. So the the uh, cast is an all-star cast. David Hyde Pierce plays her husband, Paul, B.B. Neweth, who they used to be together on Frasier, uh, plays Avis, his sister-in-law, and Fran Kranz, who gave us Mass, plays the producer, as well as Brittany Bradford, Alice, the producer. Um, this is a really rich, rich uh, show that gives great, Insight and flavor to a decades, oh, you did there. decades ago, and um, how this woman paved the path for cooking shows galore now. The With galloping that, gourmet. We won't even talk about him. I
1: remember, yeah. Do <laughs> you? Yeah, I remember coming home okay. after Paul school Perdom. and uh, it was on. Somebody had it. Yeah. Like, yeah, look at that guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: look at that guy. <laughs> we won't talk about him and Emeril and everybody else who's come after her. She and her team are the ones who created and paved the path for cooking shows to come. Loved it. Wonderful characters. Really a love story between her and her husband, much like Lucille Ball and Desi. So see this, it's streaming. First three episodes on HBO
1: Max. Speaking of putting a taste in certain things, Uh, you got something coming up in the next half hour, so let's go do this. We
0: gotta go. Wish me luck, everybody.
1: It's gonna be great. We will see you next week.